Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon, and with me, as always, is Caleb. And we are kicking off Sports Timber, but this time it's going to be awesomely bad Sports Timber. And we're starting off with a doozy. Um, it's a movie that neither one of us has ever seen, and it is Caddyshack 2. But before we get to all that, Caleb, what have you been watching? Uh, yeah, so I put in a little bit of time this week. Uh, college football is starting off, so I do not imagine that I'm going to be contributing a ton uh, as far as movies go. But my wife and I restarted uh, Shit's Creek, so uh, pretty pretty hilarious because just like, I don't know, it's been a while since we watched it, but by the end of the show, you kind of forget the character dynamics at the beginning. Yeah. And they do um there's good character development in the show and so at the beginning they are quite a bit different and it was just hilarious to restart that show. Uh the other thing that I watched this weekend was one of the greatest movies in cinematic history. Uh if you haven't seen it, Eddie Shack 2. Shame on you. Oh my gosh. No. Shut your face. Um if you haven't seen it, shame on you and um I will defend this movie for the entirety of my life and that is mad max fury road i watched i thought you were gonna say oscar no (laughs) i uh (laughs) i've watched that movie again Uh, man i want to say maybe it's only the second time i've watched it this year but dude i was i I was sitting there one night and i was just like i want to watch a movie and i was just like i don't know if i even want to think about what i want to watch and then i was just like ah mad max (laughs) You, you can't you just can never go wrong with mad max yeah, it's one of your go-tos for sure. Absolutely. It is, is, I've had different go-to movies when I was younger, like especially when I was a kid, and at different times, that is, without a doubt, has been my go-to movie for the past couple, maybe even three years. Rock. So, but yeah, outside of that, uh, just a little bit of family guy here and there. Um, <laughs> I did, uh, I do have to share this just because I remember, I feel like, I don't know if it was when we were in college that the episode came out, but... Uh, one of the really good episodes of when uh, they got the new Brian, the, oh, yeah. the fake, uh, the new dog, they call him yeah. new Brian. Uh, <clears throat> watch that one. That one, that was a good episode for sure. So, yeah, I might have to go back and watch some of um, Family Guy because there's a lot of episodes that I think about every once in a while. And I'm like, man, I should watch that again. Yeah, that's that's the thing, too, is just like it's my background show, especially at night. And um, so I'll kind of be phasing out doing something else, working on my computer or something. And then all of a sudden I'll hear like a a joke or something. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is this episode. And then I restart the episode to make sure watch the whole thing. So, yeah, good times. Good times. Well, as um, far as stuff I've been watching, I'm continuing on with King of the Hill. I think we're in like season six or something like that now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched the show plenty of times, but it's always funny. And then there's always like some of the episodes where I'm like, oh, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I got to skip over it. There's not too many of those. But uh, the character of Peggy kind of drives me nuts sometimes. Okay. But uh, I watched the movie The Legend of Billy Jean on my Betamax player. Um, that's a fun movie if you've never seen it. Uh, it's got a young Christian Slater in it, but uh, just some 80s fare there. I also watched the latest episode of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. Not too much to talk about there. I watched the latest episode of Winning Time, the Showtime Lakers drama, I guess what it is. Um, that's okay. I feel like season two was, or season one is better than season two so far. But they still have a few more episodes to go, I'm assuming. Then the last thing I watched today was um this horror movie from 1990 called Nudist Colony of the Dead. Uh, the only reason I know this movie exists because it popped up. Someone had a VHS copy in a group I'm in on Facebook. And I'm like, that movie sounds terrible. <laughs> and I looked it up, found it. And watched it, and it is completely and utterly ridiculous. It is listed on IMDb as a horror comedy musical. What? Musical? Yeah, musical. (laughs) 
it has it's one of those movies that has really subtle humor that you don't notice until probably about three seconds after it passes and then you just kind of laugh to yourself <laughs> uh, i have a feeling it's going to be one of those movies that if i I'll probably watch it again because it was so ridiculous um but it's probably one of those movies that you just keep picking up new things every time you watch it Mm-hmm. yeah it's basically about like this nudist colony goes to court with like this super religious um, conservative group and they're like oh the nudist colony has no reason to be here like they're um gonna dampen everything around here and uh turn all of our kids bad and all this kind of stuff so the judge like gives the nudist colony to the religious people like you have such and such many days to evacuate and they all decide to like almost like a cult to just take their own lives so they do that and then it's like years later and like all of a sudden there's zombies and like there's this religious retreat that's going over where this new colony used to be at and then they start coming back and like killing all of them yeah but there's also musical numbers and stuff <laughs> and the the songs are just horrible and like you know they're made to be like super terrible gosh but like it is not just oh we're trying to be funny and terrible i i don't know it's hard to explain it just kind of hit something with me today and i found myself laughing quite a bit it's really only like an hour and 21 minutes long so it's a pretty quick watch and i might have to add that to an awesomely bad month because i think there's some stuff in there you'll get a laugh out of and being called nudist colony of the dead there wasn't a crazy amount of nudity that that does shock me i i must admit because like once because you were texting me a little bit about today and i was like oh that sounds like a a you know a a softcore porn yes. movie or something. That's like, what I was expecting. Like <laughs> when I saw that guy post that video, I'm like, okay, so either this is gonna be like trauma level goofy, which I mean it kinda is, or it's just gonna be like Oh, we're we're calling it a horror movie, but here's two girls making out in the woods for no reason. No. Which I've stumbled across those too, and I'm like, I can't really get into that like it starts off with it i'm like is this going somewhere and then if it doesn't i just turn it off yeah um but no this one is actually kind of funny and really the only nudity you see is like some boobs and it's not a whole heck of a lot like i've seen movies that take themselves more seriously and don't have nudist in the title they have more nudity (laughs) so yeah pretty funny and entertaining movie to say the least sounds crazy um so now going the exact opposite of something that's maybe not as funny and not entertaining (laughs) (laughs) and that's uh caddyshack 2 um did this movie get the lowest grade we've ever had um i think it's probably in contention for that so So that totally um, means you should go out and watch the movie right now yeah so pause this (laughs) Go and watch that movie, which is, by the way, streaming nowhere for free. Um, you probably have to pay two ninety nine for that. Um, we won't pay you back for it, <laughs> but um, maybe Dan Aykroyd will. Yeah, it... get, get yourself a nice, nice um glass of Crystal Skull vodka, <laughs> and check out Caddyshack too. Caddyshack 2, it is from 1988. It is directed by Alan Arkish. Uh, The plot for this one is when a crass new Money Tycoon's membership application is turned down at a snooty country club, he retaliates by buying the club and turning it into a tacky amusement park. Uh, The cast, we got Jackie Mason as Jack Hartunian. Chevy Chase returns as Ty Webb. We got Robert Stack 
as Chandler Young, Jonathan Silverman as Harry, Dan Aykroyd as Captain Tom Everett, Diane Cannon as Elizabeth Pierce, Jessica Lundy as Kate Hartunian, Randy Quaid as Peter Blunt, Dina Merrill as Cynthia Young, China Phillips as Miffy Young, and Brian McNamara as Todd Young. So Caddyshack 2. This movie sucks. <laughs> Dude, I had so I had down um oh where where did I write down? Here we go. Uh advertising for this movie. Caddyshack 2. If you like the first one, we guarantee you won't like the second one. <laughs> Pretty much. Caddyshack 2. Why does this exist? Yes. Caddyshack like, 2. No, we're not joking. I was there anything good like that they I, I don't know I'm not coming out to swing and like throw haymakers or anything but was there anything good like I feel like there were just I mean there's there's so many times like um oh crap why am I blanking on the movie hangover um you know and why why am I not thinking of any series comedy movies now all of a sudden but like they they have a good first one and they're just like oh we should we should capitalize on this we should just do a second one yeah. and then they completely like crap the bed and i dude it, it was so it was so bad <laughs> yeah so i should listen to my dad because i remember him telling me this movie was terrible um this movie came out 8 years after the original one ugh um yeah, I have a feeling if it's been a few years and probably just don't come out with a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, it was painful. I I wanted it to find myself checking. Yeah, I found myself checking to see how many minutes were left in this, mm-hmm. and I made note of every time I checked. <laughs> Thirty-four minutes in, nice. forty-eight minutes in, an hour and five minutes in. In an hour and 23 minutes in. Oh my gosh. Um, which is pretty impressive because this movie is... What, an hour and 38 minutes long? Yeah, it wasn't really that long. <laughs> it felt like it was about two and a half hours. Um, uh, maybe well, that's just the Zack Snyder cut. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? <laughs> Where we get more of Jackie Mason attempting to be Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, so much. I at first, like, I, okay, I'm going to be straight up. Like, I did not remember character names from the first one. So I totally thought that they were trying to play him off as the same character. Yeah, Al Chervik. Yeah. Now, I'll, uh. I'll give, I will give him credit. He, for anyone, try, uh, and not saying that I'm well-versed in people who have tried to be Ronnie Dangerfield, but he didn't do a half-bad job. But his humor and uh, his delivery was decent, but the humor and the writing was like, I don't know if a monkey wrote it or what. <laughs> but, yeah, he's got the same style delivery as Rodney, mm-hmm. but Rodney was the master of that the comedy. That oh, sure. It was something that was him that was Rodney. You know, I'm not sure because Jackie Mason was a comedian for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And he had a similar style to Rodney. You know, I don't know who came first, but they were definitely in the same vein. Um, kind of doubling back on saying things that were good in this man, it was really difficult trying to come up with stuff that was good. Um, it, it ended. There was an end. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> there was a beginning, and then after an hour and a half, it ended. Um, and I was happy. Yeah, I thought the Kenny Loggins song that Nobody's Fool was pretty good. I thought the beginning was pretty decent. Where Jonathan Silverman's like running from one side of the golf course to the other one just to get that girl a root beer. Yeah, I thought the lead up was pretty decent. I I enjoyed that, and I like Jonathan Silverman. I mean, we've seen a couple movies with him now. We, um, the two Weekend at Bernie's movies, and. That made me realize in this movie, like, I like Jonathan Silverman. I thought he's pretty good in pretty much everything I've seen him in. Yeah, he's um, done pretty good. Yeah, and I I remember watching him in the late 90s. He had a sitcom 
it was like a complete rip off of Seinfeld called the single guy. Mm. Um, I th- I thought he was going to be the saving grace of this movie. Yeah. Cuz like every time he showed up he was doing okay but he was barely in the movie. Yeah, and I mean he's charming and his character I felt had, was decent and he had a good back and forth with Jackie Mason's daughter in this. But yeah, there's just so much bad in this movie. Um, man, grasping at straws. I Chevy Chase isn't in here very much, but he's Chevy's being Chevy, which is always good. Yeah, but but uh, I, I felt like Chevy really phoned this in. Yeah, I, I agree. Where I feel like Chevy wasn't like uh cream of the crop Chevy, I guess. Yeah, well, and think about this. Do you know what comes out the year after this? Christmas Vacation. Which mm. I feel like is top notch, Chevy. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I feel like it's Chevy's best job in a movie. I don't know, of him just being himself. Um, anytime he's Clark Griswold, but Christmas Vacation, I felt like it was his best. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like he was on the downslide. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, I don't know. this one I feel like Chevy just really phoned it in. I mean, I'm sure, you know, for how terrible this movie was, he's probably just like, what the hell am I doing here? Why did I take this role? Yeah. No, <laughs> well, I. Why am I in this? Yeah. Well, I'm terrible with um, actors, careers, and time frames mm-hmm. and whatnot. And so I had to look up and see where this kind of landed for Chevy and Dan Aykroyd working together. Mm hmm. And I was really surprised that they had Spies Like Us like three years before this. Yeah. Because I would have guessed that this was one of their first films working together. Because think about it too, they were on Saturday Night Live together too. Oh, true. I didn't even think about that. So they're well versed with each other. (laughs) Yeah. Like I just had one scene in this movie together. Yeah. I felt like it was really sloppy. Yeah, to say the least. Um, and then really the only other two things I had that were good was, uh, Frank Welker does the voice of the, the gopher, but the gopher was dumb. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, even at, so I had down that, like the beginning kind of sets you up for disappointment, not the part with uh, Silverman, but it was like right before that, it was like a little intro thing. Um, Mm -hmm. it was weird. Uh, the music was awkward, and I, I already felt like there was too much gopher. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I don't like how he could understand what he was saying. Yeah. I mean, I like Frank Welker. He does some amazing, like, voices and sounds. Mm-hmm. Because he's one of those guys you don't realize how much he's done. Okay. But anytime there's kind of, like, animal sounds and stuff that need to be done, he's the one that does it. He's kind of cornered that market. Um, mm. So it didn't surprise me he was in this. Um, another thing I thought was decent was Jessica Lundy that played uh, Kate Hartunian. I thought she was pretty good. Okay. And I don't really know what else she was in, but I don't know. I thought she was pretty decent in this. Um, And then far as things that were great, nothing. <laughs> it ended. <laughs> That was the greatest part of the the, the end credits. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it might be the one of the few movies we've ever talked about that doesn't have anything great. Yeah, well this this is labeled as awesomely bad month, isn't it? Oh yeah. So I I, I feel like an apology is due because we label this month before we have watched some of these movies, yeah. and this is. For sure, not an awesomely bad movie. It is just a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, that could happen, too. Because I really all I did was flip bad sports movies, and then like some of the other ones I've already seen before. Yeah. So I kind of knew what we had coming. Yeah. But like... Yeah, this is one I haven't seen, and I was just more curious about it than anything, because I've heard so many people say it was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, that's the thing too. Where it's just like, <clears throat> I think 
typically when we uh, focus on something being awesomely bad for us on this show, that's like, hey, it's weird, it's clunky, um, it's a mess, but it's a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. But this is just like, and of course there have been others too that haven't, I don't know if what you would say qualified for that, but this this is one of those way off the mark where it's just like, yeah, I call it bad, but no, there's there's nothing really to talk about with this being awesome in any way. Yeah. Like, um, so I guess not really so much favorite scenes, but maybe memorable scenes and not always memorable in the best way. <laughs> right. Um, there's a scene where Jonathan Silverman's running off to go get that root beer and he's running in front of people teeing off and like that looked dangerous. <laughs> yeah, when he could have totally run right behind them. Yeah. Why did, yeah. Yeah. First off, why did he run in front of them? Second off, like how did they do that? Because it looked like they were teeing off right the second he went past them. Yeah. Like, yeah, that could have been catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Um there's a thing that uh, Chevy says right when they have like the, you know, the, the ripoff from the original Caddyshack where they have the game with high stakes at the end. Yeah. And Chevy says, may the best man win. But if that doesn't happen, I hope Jack and Harry pull this off. <laughs> That's just classic Chevy. Yeah. Well, I um, uh, talking about Chevy and going back to earlier in the movie his i think possibly the most entertaining part and uh memorable part for me in this movie was the first scene with Chevy where he was just doing like random banter stuff and not not the pool stick thing the pool stick thing was clunky goofy and kind of i i get it like they were trying to be funny but right after that he has this uh almost like a monologue of just short witty comments mm-hmm. like he's calling people names he's uh just c- cracking little jokes and i don't know it's like maybe two or three minutes but i felt like that was the best comedy out of the whole thing it was just like two or three minutes right there then the rest was just kind of like eh, eh. so that was kind of like yeah the highlight moment for me yeah I had in this, there's only one part that I legit laugh out loud during, mm-hmm. and it was at the one hour, 26 minute mark. <laughs> and that's when, um, at the end where Miffy and Kate are like arguing and Kate tells her she's like a ent- self entitled little bitch or something like that. Yeah. And Miffy tries to storm off, and when she storms off, she like runs into that tree and then falls down the embankment. <laughs> and I don't know why to me that was so funny, but I laughed pretty hard at that. Yeah, I think it's because that actress sold it so well. Mm-hmm. It just because I think all of us have probably like, at one point like turned really quick and not paid attention to where we're going and walk into something. Oh yeah, <laughs> it just it, the way she did it was just so natural looking. Mm. Yeah, that made me laugh out loud. Well, um, it just uh, do you have any more memorable parts? Because I kind of got like other bad stuff to. No, like, let's just jump right into bad. Okay, I didn't want to like get ahead, but so they tried to create the drama between the daughter and the dad. Hmm. On being like, oh, you need to fit in, Dad. This is important to me. You don't care about me, and you don't. You're not interested in helping me. And but they, there was so little development. Like the they basically the daughter introduced the dad, and you could tell like she was not enthusiastic about being him, him being his goofy self. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden at the end, she's just like. I'm done. Like, I'm not coming home. I'm moving out. Like, I hate everything about you. Yeah. And it just seems so sudden and abrupt to, to go from you're embarrassing me to like, 
I don't want to do like have any any part of you being family with me. And then there was nothing that changed. And all of a sudden she just comes back at the end and is like, oh, I love you, daddy. <laughs> right. I was um, so... You know what? It just dawned on me when we're talking about this. This is basically Rodney Dangerfield. His role in Caddyshack mixed with his role in Back to School. Because yeah. remember, his son like decides he doesn't like him mm-hmm. because he does all the stuff and doesn't try to fit in. Yeah. Yeah. Except in Back to School, which was a good movie, <laughs> um, uh, Ronnie like changes and works harder and all that stuff, and his son he earns his son's respect back. Yeah. Where this one, one, like Jack, does nothing, and all of a sudden his daughter's like, "Yeah, you're good again." Yeah, we we are right. We are right. You won this golf match. I'm proud no, of you, Dad. Uh, yeah. I thought it was funny. Um, one thing that I had down was that when they were having that auction thing where he uh jack bought all the people to do labor for him mm-hmm. um which i thought was funny because honestly like i was just like oh he's gonna get that guy's wife and you know make her do something embarrassing but then he got everybody and i was like okay that that's a little clever yeah but, i wondered what he was going with that yeah but then um it was like a thousand dollars or something yeah. And they're just like, oh, maybe we can uh get over our um uh how much we raised last year when we got like five thousand dollars. I was like, what five you're acting like five thousand dollars is a lot? Well, and like all these people are rich. Yeah, like filthy rich. They're they're doctors and lawyers and <laughs> surgeons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was lame uh... and dumb ridiculous um one thing i had i'm surprised you didn't have it in your notes right at the beginning of the movie they make fun of university of michigan yeah right after that where it's like they're like where did you go it says michigan she's they laugh and they're like michigan it's like i think we know someone who went to michigan yeah i think it was the maid (laughs) yeah i'm like why is it even a joke like (laughs) i don't think i don't even think people that went to harvard would rip on michigan because it's one of the most prestigious academic schools in the nation i don't know i was just like that that set the tone for me i was like okay this movie's dumb (laughs) same here (laughs) same here um you know i had to that jack is basically just a really poor ripoff of rodney dangerfield with Mm -hmm. a heavy jewish accent he even walks like rodney dangerfield oh yeah he's got like that weird twitchy (laughs) <laughs> can't stop moving around thing that Rodney does like and I don't know if that was Rodney like just being Rodney or if it was like his nerves because he was very nervous making Caddyshack because it was his very first movie oh yeah I remember talking about that yeah so I don't know if that was about that but it just fit with his character and like this one it was so obvious that they were like they wrote this movie for Rodney to be in it and he wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. So they're like, let's just grab this other guy that's got a similar comedic style and throw him in the role. Now, that's a very interesting thing to kind of say where it's just like, if Rodney was in the movie, I feel like it would have been better. Yeah. But I still don't think it would have been very good. Like, it would have been no. nothing near the first one, but I think I think it would have been better. I think it'd be... Yeah, I think it'd be remembered a little bit more. Tolerable? Yeah. (laughs) It would have more of an audience, I guess, if Rodney was in it. Yeah. Because at least it's another returning character other than Chevy. Um, Speaking of Chevy, what was with the earring? Right. Terrible. (laughs) They probably were just like, Chevy, just do whatever you want. Chevy's like, oh, it's 1988. These are in now, so I'm going to give myself an earring. Yeah, it doesn't look good, Chevy. Not a good look. Um, And then back to Jack. All his gadgets he had. Like, I understand Rodney had, you know, the putter with the scope on it. And, you know, the golf bag that had a radio built into it and a beer tap and yeah. all this other stuff. And, like, that was funny and it was believable. And, like, the part at the end where they win and a golf club shoot up for no reason. It's just one of those absurd things that makes you laugh. 
But in this one, he's got like all these crazy gadgets that shoots out like this laser grid on the green, and I'm like, what in the heck is all this crap? Yeah, no the the if they had left it to the first one where his driver like basically had a rocket, yeah, bottle rocketed the ball out there, that would yeah. have been fine. But yeah, they definitely like went overboard with it. Yeah, uh, and then the gopher. The gopher looked awful. It was overused. And apparently the gopher can pick sides now. Yeah. Where it can decide, it can completely take over a game where it takes that exploding ball. We haven't even talked about Robert Stack yet. Replace Robert Stack's ball on the putt with the exploding one. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's a freaking gopher. Yeah. (laughs) A puppet gopher. Uh, yes, so Robert Stack, he wasn't bad. I'll say that. Oh, I thought yeah. he did pretty I mean, decent he, with it. He, yeah, he did his job. And all I can think of with Robert Stack is Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I hear his voice, I'm like, oh, Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. But I thought he pre- did a pretty good job replacing Ted Knight, which was a tall order because Ted Knight was amazing in Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he was my, fa- my favorite character out of all the wacky characters. I thought he was the best one. Yeah. Um, and I thought Robert Stack did a pretty decent job of replacing him. Uh, yeah, Robert Stack's wife uh was easy to hate. Yeah. So. Yeah, she was a a prudish, snooty woman. Yeah, well, like to take a step back for a second, because I started thinking about a couple different scenes. Like there was another thing that brought this movie down was the editing. Yeah, like, I don't know if they just didn't have the material that they needed for it because we already talked about how basically the the drama they were trying to create with uh, Jack's daughter and everything was just so so absent. Um, but then uh, there were it just skipped around a lot, and I remember there was the scene where I'm pretty sure it was Jack's house, and that woman came. Um. To visit, wasn't it uh, Elizabeth, right, I think? Yeah, I think so. And she came to visit, and it just, the whole entire scene seemed unimportant. The the only thing that, it didn't even really add any value, but it was a little gag, was his blow dryer was the shape of a gun. Yeah. Um, everything else in that scene, except for the fact that it was another time that his daughter got frustrated with him, was <laughs> pretty much pointless. Pointless. Yeah. So, man, some other stuff I had in this. Speaking of things that are pointless and everything, what the hell was going on with Dan Aykroyd in this? I know, right? What the? What was he doing with his voice? Um, uh, um, uh... Yeah, that just made me hate Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, well, that was the thing, too, when I was just like, oh, well, maybe this was really early on for Dan Aykroyd, and, you know, he was just struggling, and I was just... But it wasn't, it was 1988. I know, I just looked at it, and I was like, oh, wait, no, this is, like, well into all of this. He was was in SNL in um, the 70s, and Um, he was funny. Yeah. Uh, no, that that was another thing I had to where, of course, they're trying to replace Bill Murray and it was terrible. I don't know. Like, it's basically kind of like what was what was the worst of the worst? I, I think it was the worst part of the movie. Well, just oh, so. OK, look at the things that they were comparing. So uh, you got Chevy Chase in the first one. You got Chevy Chase in the second one. You got Rodney Dangerfield in the first one. You got Jack in the second one. You got um Forgive me, Nate, I cannot think of... Oh, wait, do I have it? No, I don't have the name. Uh, the bad guy in the first one, the bad guy in the second one, both those were pretty good. You had um, uh, the caddy in the first one, the caddy in the second one, like all these similar elements, some of them identical, like Chevy Chase being in both of them. And it's yeah. just like uh, Bill Murray in the second one, Dan Aykroyd in... Or Bill Murray in the first one, Dan Aykroyd in the second one. And it's just like, which flopped the worst? Yeah. And honestly, I think Jack. it might. Um, yes, uh, it would have to be between Jack and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, because dude, this is four years after Ghostbusters. 
Ew, what the and crap? Dan Aykroyd was good in Ghostbusters and he was funny. Yeah. Like, I don't know what his direction was in this. Like, what was he trying to do? It's like he was trying to do a Bill Murray impression. I was it though? Uh, like it was But it was I don't know. It was like it was like Bill Murray's character if he got hit in the head like 40 times. Yeah. <laughs> and then like mixed him with Ernest. <laughs> I would have rather had Ernest in this because at least Ernest is kind of funny. Oh yeah, no, he would he would for sure done better. <laughs> I'm not I'm not surprised at all that Bill Murray didn't come back either. They probably offered it to Jim Varney and he looked at it. He's like, "This movie's terrible." You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, terrible, terrible. Uh, other things too. Um, was this movie sponsored by Hires Root Beer and Crush? Because <laughs> you notice anytime they was a camera, <laughs> so I'm guessing they had some money in this movie. Um, yeah. I, I laughed, and it's, it's it's hard to believe that one year later that Harry would move to New York, get invited to his boss's beach house, walk around with his corpse, pretending like he's still alive. <laughs> what a difference a year makes, right? <laughs> Uh, so there was fart jokes, yeah, and the horse, and the horse scene. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh yeah, by the way, that's not the horse farting. I'm like, oh my god, so stupid. Yeah, that that was one of the worst scenes, no doubt. Um, I just don't understand how you can make a movie that has so many talented, funny people, like. Chevy Chase, Randy Quaid. We didn't even talk about Randy Quaid. Oh yeah, and like Chevy Chase and Randy Quaid hardly have any scenes together. And at this point, they were already in vacation with each other, mm-hmm. and they were so good together in vacation. And then next year they would go on to do Christmas Vacation, where they're even better with each other. <laughs> like I feel like that's just a directing problem there. Like to not have these two guys together. Did you not see Vacation? And right. know that these two guys work to work well together. I was like, and then you got Dan Aykroyd and Jonathan Silverman. Like all these people are funny. And then even Robert Stack was good as a Ted Knight replacement. You have all those elements, and you still couldn't make a movie that was halfway decent. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a failure. Like in a failure <laughs> in writing and directing. Yeah. Uh, I. It, you know, the original movie is kind of notorious now for having no true plot or direction. And it was kind of like a cocaine fueled. And it was a miracle that it came together to be, end up being a classic to begin with. I feel like this one tried to replicate that and it just failed miserably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that, that's actually a fair point because I do wonder if maybe they kind of went in and be, were like, oh, we have so many great pieces here. Let's just let everybody kind of do their thing and it'll turn out like the first one, like, you know, play off of your best skills, just come up with stuff as it goes. And then, yeah. And no, no. And also it, it really annoyed the crap out of me that the end was basically the same as the first one. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, we're going to have a golf off. I'm uh, like a golf competition, whatever. I'm like, really? And something explodes at the end of it and it's, much to do with the gopher oh my gosh like, also also um the the main thing that they're missing the one thing i feel like tied the original movie together and made that like meandering plot um crazy production come together was harold ramus hmm. and he's not in this he has nothing to do with it I feel like he brought the the original movie together and there's a whole reason that it didn't flop. Yeah. Which, I mean, in trivia and facts, I have more about that. But, um, yeah, maybe that was the key thing they were missing. I don't know. Uh, and the fact that I just feel like if you couldn't get Rodney Dangerfield to do this, then you go and you rewrite the movie where he's not the main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't just give it to somebody else who's similar. Yeah. I can concur with that. Yeah. Uh, 
anything else to crap on this movie other than the fact that it was boring in a lot of spots yeah no i'm uh i'm kind of ready for this episode so so if people have not gathered yet from this episode if you have not seen this movie it is not worth your time or or your money especially if you if if i had paid money to watch this movie i would be pissed yeah i would be so pissed um so. there's a movie that i paid money for that we're going to be talking towards the end of october <laughs> <laughs> that i wish i could have got my money back for but that's for another time yeah but yeah i feel the same way if i would have paid money for this like if i wouldn't i had a i'm i'm happy that i watched like basically a bootleg of this movie and didn't pay money for it <laughs> or yeah. even pay for a subscription service to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm happy that I didn't have to waste my money doing that. No. Uh, the other thing I was going to also say is like, I am because I have such a distaste for this movie. I am also ready for this episode to be done. <laughs> so yes, please move on to facts and trivia. All right, facts and trivia. I don't have very much. Um, so Chevy Chase was the only original cast member to return for this movie, and he later regretted the decision. Uh, producers also begged Rodney to return. Upon reading the script, he reportedly threw it in the trash. Uh. And I remember hearing one time that Rodney read through the script. He said, what's the deal with the with the effing Ferris wheel? And he threw it away. Gosh. Uh, so reportedly during post-production, Chevy Chase said to director Alan Arkish, call me when you've dubbed the laugh track. And then he walked away disgusted. <laughs> uh, so this movie was nominated for four Golden Raspberries, including Worst uh, Picture, Worst Actor for Jackie Mason. Uh, it won two Razzies uh, for Worst Original Song, which is Jack Fresh. Not sure what that is. And then we're supporting actor Dan Aykroyd, and he deserved that one. Yeah. Sorry, dude. I like I yeah. like you in so many things, but yeah. Right. I like you in serious roles. I like you in comedies. I like you on TV shows. I like you when you do interviews, but I don't like you in this. Uh Harold Ramis said that um he and his writing partner PJ uh Toraverki. That's my guess. Uh, attended a screening of the film in Pasadena, um, as they did receive a writing credit for the script, as they wrote it originally for Rodney, who backed out um, before production began. Eventually, other writers were hired to finish the script. Ramus said at the screening that he and his friend walked out before the movie was over because they didn't want the audience to see them and recognize them that they had any involvement with the movie. Oh gosh. <laughs> Uh, Bill Murray um, he opted out of appearing in this movie to do the movie Scrooge and uh, I applaud you Bill Murray because it was a very good decision yeah uh, last thing I got is this movie cost 20 million dollars and it made 11 ouch oof yeah I wonder if anybody saw this in theater twice I wonder if oh. there's anybody that truly really likes this movie and that's uh, when we get into the next thing, which is grades. <laughs> uh, what do you think IMDb is? Negative five. Um, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> uh, three point two, three point eight. Oh, jeez. And Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think that is? Oh man, um, fifteen percent. Four. Four. Ha. Yeah. Wow. When was the last single digit one we had? Last single digit <laughs> was remember. Cool as Ice. I uh, think Cool as Ice is better than this. It is better than this. I would watch I would rewatch Cool as Ice way before I would even consider uttering the name of this movie. Yeah, because at least Cool as Ice made me laugh. Yeah, it, it was, may have been least... may have been unintentional, but it still made me laugh. Yeah, it was entertaining. Yeah. What what month was that for? Why did we do... Oh, that was rapper month. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if it was an awesomely bad or something, but yeah, it should have been awesomely bad. But yeah, that that was that is more our atypical awesomely bad. But anyways, yeah. um, Ron Tomato audience. audience, yeah, um, five percent, seventeen, <laughs> which is shocking. I feel like that's too high. 
Did they find even 17 people that watched this movie? Well, they tried to get Harold Ramis and his friend, but they left too early. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to go first this time. Um, this movie was horrible. Oh, like, man. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that has such a solid, like, decent cast of comedians and funny people. Like, B is so bad. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. I, I've never seen Jackie Mason's comedy. But assuming he has to be halfway decent for being somewhat famous and having such a long career, um, maybe he was just forced to be Rodney in this movie. I don't know. But nobody can be Rodney Dangerfield other than Rodney Dangerfield. It's like asking someone to be Hulk Hogan. Like, mm-hmm. there's only one. <laughs> Once he's gone, he's gone. Yeah. Um, He couldn't get Rodney. I feel like you rewrite the movie. You try to get Chevy to be the main character or something. I don't know. That's that's just me. Um, Like I said, I checked four or five times to see how much is left in this movie. I checked to see how much is left in this movie only 35 minutes into it. So that really tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Um, I highly doubt I'll ever watch this again. Unless I want to make someone suffer and see the look on their face while they watch this in horror. Um, I couldn't give it anything better than a one out of five. Oh, man. You gave it a one? Oh, dude. I, I was thinking of either a point five. Or one, yeah. And I was trying to think of like, what else have I given a point five to? Oh, I'm I'm looking at that right now. So we both gave Rob Zombie's Halloween two a point five. Oh. Uh, you gave Jason X a point five. I gave Jason Goes to Hell a point five. <laughs> um, I would you... much rather watch Jason Goes to Hell than this <laughs> any day of the week. Um, I gave Kiss meets Phantom of the Park a point five. <laughs> uh, at least I had some in a, unintentional humor in it. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna go with a point five on this. Okay, I was I was just I, well, it's got to be in the same vein as those other ones. Oh, Star Wars Holiday Special. We both gave point five. Oof, that's a tough choice. Would you rather watch this or the Star Wars Holiday Special? I would probably say Star Wars Holiday Special. And the only saving grace of the Star Wars holiday special was the um, animated Boba Fett <laughs> portion. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. at the same time, like you get like 15 minutes of the holiday special without any talking. It's just grunting and groans. Yes. Oh, man. Yep. Oh, man. It's it's a toss up for me. But um, I'm sure I know what your grade is. But what do you got? Oh, yeah, no. Well, I was surprised you gave a one from the aspect that I thought it was too high because um, I, I was so ready out of the gate to go 0. 0.5. Like, I didn't even have to think about it. I was just like, point, there was, I cannot think of another comedy that we've watched that has tanked so bad because all those, like, I mean, there were the horror movies and then there was a Star Wars special. I don't think we've had another comedy that tank has tanked that bad. And so it's just like, Exactly how you mentioned where um, you have so much comedy talent and for it to be that bad. Like there there was nothing. There was no saving grace to this movie. There was nothing where it's just like, oh, you got to watch this movie because uh, it's a bit of a drag. But yeah, at least you have to get to this part or something. But yeah. no, there there is nothing that I would look at this and be like, oh, yeah, um, this movie sucks, but here, here's a YouTube clip from one really funny part from the movie. No, there, there is nothing. Um, and so I, without hesitancy, am coming out with a point five. So that's uh, yeah, that's where we find ourselves. Gross. Uh, yeah, I, I feel. I definitely, feel definitely fair. I'd say. Um. Yeah, there really isn't any scenes where I would like say, "Oh, you need to see this." Mm-hmm. I, and it's this movie started off with the whole scene of um, Jonathan Silverman button heads with the the snooty rich kids. Yeah, and then he has to run over to the other side to get the girl a root beer, and she takes like one sip, <laughs> and then yeah. she's done with it. That like that. 
I felt like built me up and I'm like, oh, I don't think this is going to be too bad. And then man, was I wrong? Yeah. And I'll, I'll still stand with saying that that Kenny Loggins song, Nobody's Fool, is a good song. And I've heard it on the 80s station before on XM. <laughs> well, this movie definitely makes it seem better because it was the only, like, one of the only good things that was in it. So <laughs> that's true. It could have just been Kenny Loggins farting into the microphone. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh. Man. So hopefully um, next week will be better. <laughs> but my. My hopes really aren't too high. Uh, we're going to be talking about Bad News Bears Go to Japan, which I've heard some really terrible things about this movie. And I also remember an episode of King of Queens where Doug said that was like one of his favorite movies. So maybe it equals awesomely bad. Or maybe they were just trying to be ironic on the show. I don't know. But I will say, if you guys are liking the show, please like, subscribe, and share. Uh, follow us on social media. Uh, we're on every platform. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We are on TikTok. And we are on Instagram. Um, got lots of stuff going up on the YouTube channel. I got a bunch of old commercials and everything. Um, and I'm still working on Slash Request. So uh, look for that. Probably closer to October. Together for that. But it'll be just in time for when most people watch horror stuff is not everybody watches it year round like I do, but um, yeah, keep an eye open for that. Um, hopefully your week goes better than ours after having to watch Caddyshack two and one of the movies that we're planning for um, mm-hmm. yeah. October. I've already released it. We're doing the night run home street series, but I'll let you guys guess kind of what area we're in now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give any of that away. I'll give you a but, clue. It's not the first one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not um ranting, so it's not the the remake. But um come by next week. We'll be talking about bad news bears go to Japan and continuing on with awesomely bad sports timber. But until then, as always, be kind and rewind.